Welcome, everybody. It is that time. It's Thursday. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for another episode of the Get Off My Lawn podcast, which is, of course, this is the best show that nobody's watching. So hopefully that changes soon, but uh, it is what it is for now. So that being said, please go ahead and like and share and do all that good stuff that you guys know how to do. Um, Let everybody else know that uh, they need to come hang out with us or at the very least, they need to catch this after the fact on uh, on replay when we're not live so make sure you're doing that and uh, drop those comments out there in the live chat so we can see that you're out there and uh, whether you're watching on youtube or facebook either way um put those comments out there and we will uh we'll get some stuff up on the screen if you have some questions or some comments that uh, pertain to what we're talking about we'll we'll put that right up on there in real time so that uh well almost real time so that uh, this is so much better than just watching a show on TV or, or listening to a radio program, which are both good, but uh, I think it's better that you get to interact with us. So let's uh, let's say hi to who all we have on our panel here. Let me Brady Bunch us here. There we go. Um, right? Here's the story. Um, now nah, I'm not saying you guys don't want that. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so real quick, we're, we're, we've got uh, our fully semi-official co-host isn't with us tonight. He may be in later, but he had some stuff going on at work, uh, some figurative fires that he had to put out uh, before he could make it home. So so uh, Defense Dad may or may not be in here with us. And Paul, I know you've got to uh, leave uh, at a certain point, so we'll, uh, we'll not dawdle too long here. But... Uh, um, <laughs> patriots out there lipping off already three hour pre-chat yeah for those of you that that don't know i accidentally had this scheduled for the wrong time and uh, it was scheduled to go live at five o'clock apparently through Streamyard here and then at 5 15 i got a message from my bride i'm still at work saying did you mean to start that at five and yeah of course i did uh so i fixed it moved it back to eight o'clock so a lot of a lot of folks were in there at five thinking we were starting early so i apologize for the mix-up um all right so anyway let's say hi to all of our illustrious panel guests here we'll pull that back off the screen uh first and foremost up here if you're watching the screen on the top right corner uh on on my left your right we've got paul lathrop joining us paul how are you doing great man how you doing tonight bud doing great of course paul is uh deputy director for of new media for uh, second amendment foundation so Glad to have you along tonight for the chat. Thank you, sir. Good and to be then, here, man. Yeah, moving clockwise directly below Paul, we've got uh, the tactical teacher, everybody's favorite tactical teacher. Uh, also Thank one you, of sir. Lincoln's two most eligible bachelors, ladies. Uh, Travis P. Levin's in the house. How are you? Man, you know, I don't even know. How do I follow with that? I mean, I mean, seriously, that's just. <laughs> but no, I appreciate the invite. Thank you very much and appreciate you, you know. Try to help a guy out here. Uh, hey, yeah. I, you just need a good hype, man. I'll get you some dates. I'm not it'll, guaranteeing that it'll happen. It'll happen. We're we're gonna jump back into the dating pool here soon. Trust me, it's gonna happen. But uh, anyway, your window fair season is about over. So if you'd hit all the little <laughs> county fairs around, I oh you'd have God. found dates. They might not. Oh, jeez. But, found dates. but at this rate, it's gonna be the bingo parlor pretty soon, John. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. So that's uh, that's for the. I'm not going to go there. Uh, but anyway, man, I appreciate the invite. Thank you very much. I think it's going to be a good topic, and and I and I, I fight for the right to party. That's all I have to say. So that's yeah. all that's important. That's, that's all that's you got to fight for your right to party. So that's anyway, right. Thanks, man. Travis P. Ad Rock Eleven, right there. For Absolutely, you, so. you know it. 
<laughs> and don't then, uh, knock the bingo parlor parlor that's where mike no. found his wife absolutely that's right it, it happens that's right it happens it's all right yep. it's all right travis is thinking about going there to, to, to meet the ladies though so i'm going to try that i've never actually tried it that might be an interesting new scene you know the I'm club is saying, so the club I'm, is so overrated and uh you know a lot yeah. of those ladies have, have they're very well off financially and if you're looking for a sugar mama travis that may be an angle so all right no that's okay i'm fine that's all right that's right how bad but, you uh, that harley that's right we'll know i mean he'll he won't ever come out and admit it but we'll know when he starts dropping videos for like a new daniel defense rifle or something like a like cadillac that, in the background we'll, you know we'll know yeah, so. <laughs> travis right. has a brand new barrett m1 and what is it the, yeah, there you go gold gold deagle you know yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's when you guys know right. I finally arrived. Yeah. Yep. That or or somebody's <laughs> bankrolling him. All right. Well, Travis, thanks for being here. Hell of an intro. Um, All right. <laughs> and then, of course, last but certainly not least, in the uh, the lower left hand corner of the screen, we've got Mike Piwarski from Arms Room Radio and the Rundown and all the, the all the other stuff you do that I can't even keep track of everybody anymore. Um, I've got I, I tell you what I feel busy, but I every time I get around some of you guys, it seems like I don't even know what busy feels like. So, well, we, you, you you have a real job. We don't. So, you know, we, that's it's, the difference. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that could be uh, it. Top of the world to everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing great. Doing great. All right. Uh, real quick here. A couple announcements before we jump into it. Um, as always, the uh, we'll just leave the ticker up there. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individual expressing them. Do not reflect the views of any of our sponsors necessarily. We're not offering any legal or medical advice, although tonight's sponsor, uh, sometimes the, the owner of that sponsor's views line up very well with my own. So we'll get to that here in a second. Um, also, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. So uh, make sure you go there and check out all the cool shows that you can uh, catch in podcast form over there at sdrn.us. Just wait until we're over. You want to catch this one first. And then you can catch this one, all the replays and, and all the cool shows over there as well from, from all kinds of cool stuff that uh, that's out there in the two-way pro-freedom, pro-gun world. So, so go check all those out as well. And then, of course, uh, we are brought to you tonight by Sandhills Defense LLC, uh, helping empower uh, people to be their own first responders. We all know, and this is nothing uh, disparaging towards law enforcement, but when seconds count, the police are minutes away. And uh, sometimes we say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but it's the truth. Uh, average response time is not seconds. It's in minutes. However, in 60 seconds, 120 seconds, a lot of damage can be done. And so it's best if you just uh, take responsibility for your own personal safety and well-being, learn how to uh, avoid bad situations. And if you can't avoid them, you can't escape them, then uh, it behooves you to know how to fight your way out of them. So uh, we help people learn the skills uh, necessary to do that and uh, of course that is my company so uh, thanks to me for sponsoring tonight's show and now back to me so uh, <laughs> those of you that watch uh, the Rubin report with Dave Rubin you've heard that before and, and now back to me uh, <laughs> cool guy if you haven't checked out the Rubin report go check it out it's R-U-B-I-N and Dave's actually off grid he go every every year he takes the month of August off and he, he doesn't, uh, other than maybe some emails or, or watching a movie, he doesn't do 
social media. He doesn't do news. He doesn't do anything. Uh, he's not going to be aware of anything that happens all month until September 1st when he catches up. So uh, it, it's it's a cool idea. I can't really do it, um, but it's a cool idea. So it's kind of what I do with the show in November. We just take the month off and then come back later. So, all right. So I think we've got all of the cool uh, administrative things out of the way. Uh, Sandhill Sweetheart is not in the room with me right now. She's got her own uh, uh, thing. She's not getting into a, another one of those Ponzi scheme home business things. But uh, she, somebody, one of her friends is having the party, online party. And she's she's checking out the it's one of the cleaning products things. Uh, she's not going to sell it, but she might be interested in a few products. She's checking those out. When that's over, she may or may not uh, come in here with us in her chair, or she might just hang out out there in the living room, but she'll be in the chat when that's done. So you'll see her out there at that point. So uh, so anyway, um, let's just kind of have a little bit of a, of a discussion. Um, we're, I just want to talk about fighting for our rights. We all do it. Um, and that's, I mean, if you, if you're not a stranger to this podcast and if it's your first time, welcome. Um, if it's not your first time, then you're aware. That's what we talk about. Um, a lot, sometimes ad nauseum, um, about, you know, fighting for, for our rights and how do we do it and what can we do and, and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes I think it's nice to go, just kind of go back to basics. I know that there are new gun owners out there. I know that we get new people all the time that check out the show and sometimes we get people that are kind of unclear, you know, why is this such a big deal? And so I want to have a discussion tonight that uh, even if you out there watching and listening, if, if you're completely 100% on board with helping fight for our rights to, to uh, keep and bear arms as American citizens, maybe you've got friends or family members who don't quite understand why it's such a big deal. And, and to them, it, it's not uh, as big a, a hot button as it is to you, as, as it is to, to me or, or the, the other three guys here on screen. And so let's have a discussion about that so that somebody who maybe doesn't quite get it, maybe we can shed a little light on the subject, a little insight. Of course, we're not here to uh, try and convince anybody or tell them what they should think or what they should care about. But let's talk about why it's important to us. Why do we want to fight for these rights? Why are they worth fighting for? What would happen if we didn't? What, ha what would happen if we got complacent like the, the anti-gun, you know, far left crowd wishes we would get complacent and, and stop caring? Uh, what might that lead to down the road? A lot of stuff I want to get to tonight. So we're going to start off. We're just going to kind of talk about why it's important, first of all, that uh, that that we have these discussions that we share the the knowledge and uh, make sure people are aware that they have rights and and that uh, if we don't fight for them if we don't exercise them we are going to lose them i mean rights are like muscles if you don't exercise them they go away uh, or they get taken from you so um and again i'm not going to, to call on anybody individually so so let's just have a conversation um what uh what is it about the second amendment that is so important to you guys that is worth being in the fight as, as I know all three of you are with me? Well, if, if I could lead off here real quick, uh, Go for it. Mike and I had a conversation about this earlier today. Well, it was very brief. It wasn't the, 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 the crux of the show, but uh, Mike, I believe your, your uh, comment when we were on the bullet earlier was if, 
all the guns were taken away from everybody in Afghanistan, the the person that had a two by four with a nail in it would have been the warlord. Uh, yeah. The there are there evil happens in the world. There's no amount of legislation that's going to take away all the evil. The best way to take care of evil is for the majority of the population to be prepared for evil. And let's face it, the best tool that is available right now is a firearm. And so that's that's why I fight for our rights. And you only have to look as far as England to find out what happens when you give up your right to keep and bear arms. They're going after knives there now, not just firearms. They're going after knives because knives are dangerous. Right. And and not just hunting knives or or crocodile dundee style Other. buoys or something like that. I mean steak knives. knives. Yeah. Chef knives, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They they want to blunt the ends so that they're not pointy. You can't stab with them anymore. And yeah, I mean, at what point in England are are they going to start requiring a, a chef's license, a permit to possess chef's knives? You know, I mean, how's that going to work? Do you have to you show have, proficiency? You have to prove somewhat like chef? New Jersey, you have to have a permit to take it from the from the restaurant to your home so you can cook at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy stuff. And that's going to stop the three D printers from making up their weapons and selling their weapons. You know. <laughs> Or people just taking sticks and carving their yeah. own blades out of them, essentially. That's what it's... And then eventually wood's going to be banned and, you know... Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I saw... This is a little off topic, but I saw a fun meme here um, a week or two ago on, on Facebook. And, and it's a it was a great point. I hadn't ever seen it told exactly like this before. You guys have probably all seen it. But it said that um, it, a rock in the hands of Cain killed Abel, you know, committed murder. But a rock in the hands of David slew Goliath. The rock was not the problem. It was how it was used or misused that was the problem. And now, I mean, sure, people that want to get into theological discussions, there's always that person that's going to argue that David murdered Goliath. But it was a, it was a duel. It was a fair fight. Um, but, but be that as it may, I mean, again, a, a rock is just a rock. You know, a hammer is just a hammer, a nail is just a nail, a bullet is just a chunk of lead or copper or something um, until it is used for its intended purpose or misused uh, for for unintended purposes. And the, there's no evil uh, or good attached to any any tool, any inanimate object. They can't be good. They can't be bad. They can only be used by somebody who is good or bad. So for sure um i want to say too the the reason that this is so important to me is because um it uh i used to be the the apathetic person i used to be the guy that didn't care much i didn't you know i've always i've always hunted i've always been around guns growing up i've always had a few in the home here or there of you know for one purpose or another but i you know i, I never cared about ARs or, or, you know, scary black rifles. I never cared about, um, you know, specific things like bump stocks or things like that until I realized the, the overreach that comes along with, with starting to ban these kind of, kind of things. And, you know, the, 
the left has tried to take slippery slope and turn that into a one of those buzzwords that causes eyes to roll at this point, right? We've said slippery slope so many times that they just they just roll their eyes and they want to pat us on the head and be like, okay, you know, okay, right wing person, we we get it, you and your slippery slope. We did, you know, we've heard it before. But it's true. I mean, that's what happens when you start to ban things. Where do you stop? You know, at, at what point do you do you slide all the way to the bottom of this hill and, and there's nothing left? And and why is it important that we have something? But again, let's let's take this back to the in my opinion, the the basic um, the basic premise here is I breathe air. I am alive. Therefore, I have the right to, to be alive. Right. I mean, that's once I'm alive, I, I have that right. I have the right to live. And therefore, I have the right to keep myself alive. If something tries to, to take my life, I have the right to defend my own life. I have the right to stay alive. And if I have the right to be alive, and therefore, if I have the right to stay alive, and therefore, I have the right to keep myself alive, then another therefore, I have the right to use whatever tool I deem necessary to keep myself alive because I have the right to stay alive because I have the right to be alive. And this isn't a right that was granted to me by my government or my constitution or anybody else. This is a right that was granted to me based on the fact that I am alive and I breathe air. And there are a few things that we really are, you know, entitled to and being alive is one of them. And so if I have the right to be alive and stay alive, I have the right to keep myself alive the way that I say I need to keep myself alive. And if, if at any point anybody, the government or you or somebody else decides that they want to start to dictate how I can or when I can or if I can keep myself alive, then it's no longer a right it's it's become a privilege that I have to ask permission for, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. So if I don't have to ask permission to be alive or stay alive, I shouldn't have to ask permission to keep myself alive, which means that I should be able to use, what again, whatever tool that I choose. Now, why is this important going down the road to me? Because we've seen time and time again when government or other authoritarian agents have decided that they want to start picking and choosing who can defend themselves, how they can defend themselves, with what they can defend themselves, it's always been for nefarious reasons. Even when it has started off it couch, you know, couched in, in the guise of benevolence, right, goodwill, um, it's, it's always been said, you know, well, it's for your own protection. You know, you, you need us to protect you from yourselves, you need us to step in and make your decisions because you guys don't know how to do it. You're not smart enough to, to make your own choices. So you, you're welcome that we're, you're lucky we're here to, to make these choices for you. But it's never ended right there. It's always gone on to, well, now that you're defenseless, there's really nothing to stop me from exercising more power than I have a right to exercise over you. And uh, you know what? If I decide that, that I don't want you to be alive anymore, then there's nothing you can do about it. And we've seen that time and time again in history and yet there's people out there that want to just stick their head in the sand and say well that'll never happen here or, or that can't happen here or 
you know, do you really think that Joe Biden wants to come and, and commit genocide? Well, no, no, I don't. I don't think Joe Biden is, I don't think Joe Biden's smart enough to commit genocide. Number one. Um, I don't think that, that he has any nefarious plans like that. I think Joe Biden honestly believes that, uh, that there would be a utopian society if we could just get all the guns out of the streets and out of the homes and out of the hands of everybody. And, and yeah, he, he may be right if that were possible. We all know it's not possible. And we all, we all need to live in the real world, not some sort of fantasy land. The problem is not with Joe Biden, but it's it's who comes next. You know, who, who's going to replace Joe Biden? We don't know yet. We know who we'd like to see, uh, or some of us have some ideas of, of who we'd like to see. But we don't know what's coming next. And if we're disarmed, what keeps the next person from being completely evil and tyrannical what keeps the next person from being adolf hitler not us what keeps putin on his side of the baltic well yeah somewhat <laughs> well it's called deterrence right and, and, we, and we've had yeah. it in this country for uh since post-world war ii but um you know that's it's it's rights are the issue right and that's what we're talking about is rights and mm -hmm. and that line is at least for me when we're talking about rights it's uh uh, the line that defines, you know, tyranny uh, or excuse me, between being a, a free sub, a free citizen and being a slave rights are those things standing between that. Uh, yeah. And as they continue to, to, to chop away at them and, and they are, we all, we all know the saying, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And that's what they've been doing with gun rights since, you know, 1934, right. They've been, they've been slowly uh, taking them away from us and right. further back 1865, if you happen to be a African-American, you know, they've been taking them away from them. Um, it, it's, 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 uh, it's where we stand. It's that last, right. I, I believe the, the same thing that uh, the majority of America is, you know, uh, fat, dumb, and happy, apathetic, sitting at home. Uh, yep. e either they don't have a gun gun or, I like to think of my grandparents, you know, living in New York City, watching a change from a conservative place to a liberal place. I had a couple of firearms in there pre-4473, uh, so pre-1986. And my grandfather saying, um, hey, they're mine. I, you know, I fought a war with these guns, you know, and uh, they can have them when I'm dead. Other than that, uh, you know, he voted every four years or two years or whatever the election was. And that was it. Most people don't care because he had the two things that he wanted. It could protect his family and his home. Didn't see the need to go out and get different kinds of assault weapons, right? Because what he had technically was their definition of assault weapon because he used it in the war. Uh, and uh, they don't care. I think a lot of people just, just sit at home and, you know, I get my paycheck every, uh, every, every Friday or every couple of years. The tax amount changes. I continue to live my life. I, they, they don't care. They don't, they don't get into it. We'd, we'd be the radicals as far as they're concerned. We're the ones that have educated ourselves on the issues and uh, and you'd go back and forth. It's, you know, you, you did make a comment about uh, a Biden not wanting, or you know, he, I think you think that he thinks uh, if we get rid of all the guns, it'll be utopia. I, I don't think so. I think he's a hypocrite like the rest of them. He wants all of our guns gone. He wants my guns gone, your guns gone. He wants to sit up top as a, as the emperor uh, and and have his own guns protecting him, knowing he could do whatever he wants to with us. He doesn't have to pass an eighty eight million dollar. Uh, $88 billion bill getting 87,000 more uh, IRS agents. He'll just order it and it'll happen. And none of you us give him, you give him way more credit it. than I do. Well, him and the people that are puppeting him. How about that? Yeah. That's, I mean, not, yeah. that's just it. Joe Biden himself. I don't think ever honestly had a, had his sight set on the throne. Um, of course, always had his sight set on the throne for 48 he, he, years well, as a senator. A figurehead he just, as, yeah. as it is. 
But I mean, his wife has had the the first heights on the throne. The last 50 years, my what I think, and of course, I'm not that old. So, I mean, Biden's been in in office. Man, Paul, he's taking shots at you. Wow. (laughs) Biden's been in office longer than I've been breathing air. Um, (laughs) As as the young kid on the panel tonight, I can uh, claim claim that. No, but honestly, um, I think that he, he has thought this this whole time. That, um, you know, yeah, if, if we could get the, the guns out of the hands of the people, then, um, yeah, the, the king can do whatever he wants from the throne. I don't think Biden ever actually seriously entertained that, that he would be the actual king or, or, or have the power, as it were. But I think Biden's always had his sights set on the, the royal advisor or the, you know, one of the guys that's sitting there on the steps between the, the throne and, and the common people, you know, down on the floor. I think I, Biden's always had his seat on his set eyes set on one of those, those steps, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's mean, run for president, you know, what, three or four different times. Yeah. Now, and finally, and finally got, I, I think, uh, he's always had his eyes set on the presidency and, and now that he has it, he doesn't know he has it. Well, and I, I think that's a lot of the case too. I think he's definitely, um, cognitively slipped a lot since, uh, even when, when he sat in the vice president's office, Yes, but he's, he's cognitively slipped since Tuesday. Well, that's true too, and I, I think yep. even since the since the primaries um, in 2020. But but be that as it may, um, I mean, yeah. It, so it is what it is now, and whether people ag- agree or not, I mean, yeah, he's he's the sitting president. It's it's just what it is right now. Um, I still maintain. I I'm just going to slip this in because I'm going to slip it in every chance I get on record. We will see what happens on January 21st, 2023. Uh, we'll see. You guys mark my words. They're going to try and keep him in there until then. They're already paving the road to get him out of there because the news media has turned on him, and that's the first step. Pretty soon, they're all you know they're all going to turn on him, and they'll they'll eat their own, and and he'll be no different. But um, for his sake, as as a human being, that sucks. I mean, it, it sucks that he's getting used. It sucks that he's he's being I think abused right now. Um, and you know, it just it, it's it sucks to see an old guy like that get get used the way that he is whether I, I actually like him or not. And, and the hard part is I don't like the things that he always used to say when he was in charge of his own thoughts. I don't like the things that he says now, but I do feel pity for him because I don't think he said his own words in quite some time. And when he does, you can tell when he says his own words. I mean, he trips over them, yeah. But when he goes off script, then, yeah, those are the things that he remembers that he's been against or, or he's been for this whole time. But then he always talks about how he's going to get in trouble for doing it too. So... I've never understood how the most powerful man on the planet can can say that he'll you know he'll get in trouble for for saying something. I mean, you he is the most powerful human being on the planet, or ideally, we know he's not, but I mean ideally the person in the Oval Office is the most powerful human on the planet. I will never, ever, ever criticize somebody for stumbling over words. I my job is to use my voice yeah. and my words to communicate and I stumble over my words. Part of that's because of my stroke, but I'm still not going to criticize somebody for stumbling over words. However, the words that do come out are just wrong and, and increasingly lies. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. The, the talking points that, and it's not just him, it's everybody from the top down, the whole administration and everybody on, on the far end, you know, far left end of the spectrum, their, their talking points, if you, 
they're subscribing to the old adage that if you say the lie enough, it becomes true. <clears throat> and, and that's what happens. They keep they keep trying to pitch this as truth. And again, the what was it that you said, Mike, that uh, the the average American is is fat, dumb, and fat, dumb, and happy, or something like that. Yep, fat, dumb, and so happy. The the fat, dumb, happy people don't know any better. You know, the along along with apathy comes a lot of ignorance too. And and I I know that that may smart just a little bit I, I may be stepping on some toes out there people listening uh i'm not sorry it's it's the truth a lot there's way too many ignorant and way too many apathetic people out there and uh, they don't know any better and they don't care so for those yeah. of you that, if you're not aware the difference between ignorance and apathy i don't know and i don't care you know a lot so, of it's it's blue pill versus red pill too right you know i don't i don't want to know i don't you know what as long as the paychecks keep coming Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't care if the price goes up 20, 30% or goes down 10, 20%. I just, I, I don't want to deal with that. I just yeah, want to go do my job. And get where my all of a sudden, you know, gas is, is over $4 a gallon and you know, the, the shelves in the grocery store aren't full anymore. And what they, what is there costs twice as much as it used to. Now, right. now everybody's starting to feel a pinch and there's again, way too many people standing there. They don't know if they should scratch their watch or wind up their backside sure. because they're just confused. I don't, how could this happen? How did right. we get here? What, and then they turn to the media and, and they mm -hmm. turn to the, you know, the mainstream media and the mainstream media tells them why it's, you know, it was, it was Trump's fault. It's, it's, Trump's, it's, fault. it's Trump's fault or it's Putin's fault. It's this yep, Ukrainian yep. thing that's going on. Yep. And, and that's why gas is so high and why you don't have any money, even though it's been happening for the last year and a half steadily and, and, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain um just uh just listen to what we tell you and and uh you know go ahead and and take another blue pill so yeah you know just uh you know talking about rights and stuff and the thing the argument i hear a lot from people especially with with handgun ownership as well you know in the uk you can't have this in australia you can't have that and you know for the longest time i always thought well i would tell people let's be you know in those countries you don't have a right to to your life you don't have a right to defend yourself you do but then when you look at the specifics of their laws and rights, you know, it's supposed to be a proportional amount of force that you can use to defend yourself, but you're not allowed to use any kind of legal or illegal weapon. So it's like, I, it, what, what are you supposed to do if somebody's coming at you with a knife or a pipe or a bat? Where's your force multiplier? You know, it was just a few it, weeks back now that Trudeau said in Canada, you do not have the right to defend your life with a firearm. Yeah. Now notice I didn't say Canada. Well, yeah, I mean, even yeah, in Australia and you can't no, no pepper spray. No, no, no legal or illegal. Well, I mean, nothing you can't use. So, I mean, that's that's one point right there is you, you don't have the force. My grandma doesn't have the force multiplier she needs if somebody kicks the door in or tries, you know, whatever, breaking into their home. It's it's not it's not there. It is now because we've been fighting for our rights. You know, uh, another another one I just want to throw out there real quick. Here's some here's some places and dates. And we've heard this a million times. Here's why you fight for your two A rights. Let's see. We've got. Uh, Ottoman Empire, 1911, Soviet Union, 1929, Germany, 1938, China, 1935, Cambodia, 1956, our own Native American population. So you want to sit there and say that, oh, you'll be fine if you don't have this gun or that gun. What are those 250, 260 million people that were murdered? What, what do you think their opinions are, you know, and their families and what happened to them? So that's what happens when you lose your rights. And I, it, it just blows my mind that people don't look at history from that and, and realize what happens when you, when you're forced to turn in your guns, you know? Oh yeah. Patriot out there has got a really good question. What's more important fighting the government or waking up the citizens to teach them their rights. And I'm curious why we would have to choose. And, and 
let me let me answer that question with the question what do you think would happen if more citizens if excuse me if every citizen woke up and understood their rights because who is the government made up of the people right government of the people by the people and for the people so the government is still the people we the people make up the government and of course the the government uh, derives its its you know not according powers. to joe biden right Remember his speech? Yeah, exactly. The I, I forgot exactly how he said it, but I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that if every citizen understood the rights and, and why it was so important to, uh, again, fight for them so that we don't lose them, there would be no fight against the government because the government would also understand other than a few oligarchs. And so if we could get, a, you know, right now we call them bureaucrats, Um uh, in in uh, moscow they're they're mostly oligarchs now but at, at the same time i mean I, I don't see a real big difference between them that's bureaucracy would turn into an oligarchy and for those of you that don't understand what the difference is we're not going to get into it tonight but uh you should go check out the differences in in governments around the world and, and what oligarchy is and, and uh the difference between democracy and and constitutional republic Democracy says that if uh, if half plus one of the people think that you should die, then they they will kill you. You know, if if three of a, you, if Mike and Paul and and I all voted to uh, go to Travis's house and take all of his stuff, then that's democracy at, at right there. Travis doesn't have a say to his stuff because the majority said otherwise, and then of course Travis wouldn't have any representation. That's not fair. That's why we're not a democracy, kids. John, could you argue that we are an oligarchy? Well, I mean, that, yeah, with the bureaucracies the way that they are. And I keep seeing more and more, uh, these bureaus are getting bolder. Every one of them, the IRS is becoming emboldened. The ATF is, is running just, just roughshod over people lately. Uh, the FBI, I mean, again, we're not going to get into the super current events here, but we've seen just in the last couple of days, uh, the the Justice Department uh, misusing the FBI to to go do stuff and just wait till more more info comes out on that as as time goes on here. Today's uh, attack on the FBI building, timely, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's just you know, so so again, I'm I'm not going to say that we need to to attack any of these people. Of course, the fight that I'm talking about isn't uh, sticks and stones or sling and lead. It's it's uh, it's knowledge. It's in the courts. It's you know, it's it's supreme court with the laws and the legislations and and all that but you know it's it's really easy to legislate away people's rights when they don't even know that they have them or they don't know why they're important and and that's why it uh, you know we've seen in the last 50 years the civics and social studies classes in schools have have just gotten completely watered down to the point where they're not even taught uh really excuse me in in rewritten completely or just completely rewritten, or p- they pick and choose what parts they want to yep. um, they want to share with with the students, and and then uh, to the point where you know Alex Jones can get fined for saying that Sandy Hook never happened, but at the same time teachers are are applauded in in certain districts for uh, teaching that uh, you know the the Holocaust was no big deal, you know just gloss over it and say well the Germans uh, you know we we fought the Germans and and they uh, just tried to take some land that wasn't theirs and that was it. You know, and and that was it. I mean, it's it's. I know that not every school system is teaching that, but but we've heard the horror stories. You know, we know the the outliers. We know the the instances where that has happened, and so um, 
I mean, that that's again where the, the education, the paying attention to history or else we're doomed to repeat it, you know, all this stuff comes into play. So um, when it comes back around to, you know, what's more important, fighting the government or making people aware of their rights, well, I don't think we have a fight with the government or are not near as much of a fight if people knew their rights because once they realize what they're giving up or what, you know, they start to refuse to give it up, government changes, right? With the people, people realize it's not just the right to keep and bear arms. It's not just the right to defend myself. It's the right to, uh, it's the right to vote. It's the right to make decisions for myself. It, that's the hard part. That's where all this comes down to for me personally, that one of the biggest struggles I have is, is trying to figure out the way to, to get people to stop abdicating their decision-making. How do you get people to wake up and realize that they need to take responsibility, not only for their own safety and their own well-being, they need to take responsibility for their own decisions and their own actions. And then once, once people do, because we know a lot of, we, we know within this panel and out there uh, in the comments, I know all of, you know, people who, you know, heaven forbid somebody else tell them what to do. Right. We don't like being told what to do as as patriotic people, as, you know, gun owning Americans. We we like to be left alone, you know, get off my lawn. Right. Um, but at the same time, that's not we're not the general masses. We're we're not the normal right now. We, we are the the outliers. Right. And so um, just to get people to to stop letting others make their decisions for them. And, and realize that uh, you're getting treated like you're stupid. And, and the more you let others make your decisions, the more contempt they're going to have for you. And they're going to start making contemptuous decisions for you to the point where they start saying, well, you don't need that. Or you should justify to me why I should let you have that. Right? And it's not just guns. It's going to be internal combustion engines. You know, it, it's going to be, you know, why should uh, why should you keep all of your money in your bank account when, you know, Billy across the street doesn't have as much as you have? Uh, you've got three sets, of, three pairs of shoes and they've got he's got one pair of shoes. Why don't you give up one of your pairs of shoes so that you both have two pairs of shoes? Yeah. Am I being extreme? Not really. Have you been around socialism ever, people? I mean, a lot of a lot of Americans are want that very thing not understanding that that means that they should give up half of what's in their bank account and share that with everybody else. They just want, they look at everybody else's stuff and say, well, I should have a slice of their pie. They don't ever look at the homeless guy down the road and say, well, I should give him a slice of my pie. You know, they're specifically looking at Elon Musk. They're looking at, um, brain isn't working right now. Uh, founder of Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. Yeah. They're, they're looking at the super rich, and they're thinking, but they're, I should have a piece not. of that. I haven't. It's been a long time since I heard anybody talk about Bill Gates' money and, and how they should have a slice of his. Only Elon Musk, because they can't control him and he, he doesn't uh, agree with them. So usually it's the talks are just about Elon Musk and how, you know, anybody that can spend $40 billion on, on Twitter clearly has enough money and we should have some of his, you know. And, and it, socialism is, is the concept of jealousy. And, and wanting something that, you know, just because uh, I just want it. I don't want to have to work for it. I just want to have it. And they don't, the people that, that subscribe to that theory don't understand that 
somebody's going to have to work for it. And it, it's not always going to be somebody else, right? I guess, I don't know, now that I think about it, a lot of people expect somebody else to do the work for them now. I mean, they expect us to do the work for them to, to preserve their rights. You know, people think, well, I, I sent 10 bucks to Second Amendment Foundation, so I did my part. I don't have to fight for my rights because Alan Gottlieb's fighting for my rights. You know, I, I don't have, I, I sent, uh, I, I gave 50 bucks to FPC. Uh, so, you know, they'll fight for my rights. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to talk to anybody. You know, I can go right along and, and just do my thing now. And, and uh, I've done my part and they don't, they don't understand that we're all in this together. And yes, it's great to, to help fund the organizations that are doing the, the heavy lifting. Um, and again, that's, that's because the, it's not any one single person that has to do all that lifting when you go to those big organizations. But just think about how, um, just think about how important it is for, you know, each one of us to do our work too. Yeah. Only one of us, we, I can't do much all by myself. I'm just one little raindrop, but if you put enough little raindrops in one spot and they all work together over the course of time, you carve the grand Canyon. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really important to, to not lose track of the fact that, you know, again, if we would all work together, great things can, can be accomplished. Um, you know, or, or one little raindrop is nothing, but when you're part of a tsunami, you know, a huge tidal wave of activism or uh, awakening or, or whatever. I mean, look at, look at when the, you know, people keep saying there's going to be a red wave come November. I, I'm not seeing a huge red wave. I hope that's true, but I don't think it's going to be as big as, as some people think it's going to be because of the apathy. Do you that, remember the elections of 1994? I was not paying attention then. I didn't care. I was. Um, Is that Clinton? Got it. That was that was Clinton's well, he, first he was midterm. In, yeah, yeah, he was looking in '92. '92. Okay. I couldn't remember the year. Yeah, I was in high school, so I mean, I. Yeah, I was just starting high school then. We're looking at another 1994 here this year. Well, one could hope. And, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't want this to happen because I do, but, uh, I just, I, I'm jaded. Um, my hope is tempered by the apathy that I see when we can't get people to call senators. We can't get people to call Congress critters. We can't, we can't get people to turn out for a, a local city council meeting or a county commissioner meeting, let alone try and, and shape the, the people that actually get sent over to Washington to, to make laws or to their respective state capitals to make laws. I mean, you, but you know what? There's, there's exceptions to that. There, there's things like the DC project. My, and again, I'm being self-serving here. Sure. My wife is, is a part of the DC project. DC project does every year go to DC and, and meets with senators and representatives and, and not just the ones that are on our side. I agree. And, and, and they do great things. And when they have um, lobby day in, in Richmond, you know, every year, uh, all that kind of stuff is awesome to see. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I'm letting a little bit, well, it's not really letting the cat out of the bag because we talked about it on the NFOA channel here um, uh, a couple weeks back with Senator Brewer, but you know, this next session in Lincoln, um, when it's time for, for, uh, people to come testify, we're going to be putting calls out to, to get that building full of people again. 
and and we're i mean i'm letting people know now to start planning on it um it's gonna be early in the session hopefully brewers planning on getting that uh that bill introduced the first day of the session when it starts up in in uh i think it's december uh um, so john i want to speak on that and then look at can you put up gweb's comment for me the imo people who have worked on effective teams that really is true just the work i've done and that i've seen when you've got an effective leader that's organized that has a plan it's a lot easier to get on board versus saying okay who's going to do this who's going to run the project you know and, well, and having I, brewer get that leadership and get that energy going early i think people are going to latch on to i have Nebraska. lamented that yeah. uh, uh, uh not that fact that's he's very right um but i have lamented in the past you know several times here just on this show alone of how again um the other side is so quick to organize because they have established leaders but they also have established doers and a leader is not anything without the doers the leader is only one person you can't lead it you know without other people to help do right somebody's got to direct and somebody's got to say go do this and then you need a lot of people underneath to go to go do it now great leaders of course lead from the front not talking about that but i'm talking about you know a general can't win a war without soldiers right just one general can't win a war but a, a great general with great tactics can say go do this go do this and then the doers go do it and execute the plan um and that's great so the left is great about organizing and establishing who is the who's the the leader and who are the doers and we all want to be leaders it's just part of i think our makeup as again as patriotic americans but also as uh independent thinkers uh, we we don't like people telling us what to do we don't want the government telling us what to do we don't want somebody else telling us what to do and especially those of us that never served um you know in the military or or any other uh rank and file organization where um you know the 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 chain of command isn't uh hasn't been drilled into some of us the way it has a lot of people too and so and some people get out and they don't want to be told what to do anymore i mean i know that's not a lot of them they would if they you know that sense of duty but the thing is we need to establish who are the leaders who are the doers right and then we need to not have that well i'll i i want to do this but i want to do it my way you know well that's fine but i told you to do it my way and then we argue over what's the right way to do it how should we do it should we use glocks or or 1911s you know um should we mm. we we lose ourselves over so many little quibbly things while we're busy arguing over over that kind of stuff, they've already torn down statues and and passed laws and put you know fences up around uh, Capitol buildings, and and we're standing there again. We don't know if we should scratch our watch or wind our butt. We haven't gotten any traction because we all want people to do things our way, and so does everybody else. Whereas they're all willing to do things somebody's way as long as it gets done. And, and they're way better than we are at following orders and, and giving up our sense of, you know, well, I've got great ideas. Cool. Why don't you tell them as you're doing these things? You know, we, we don't do that. We want to we do things the way that we want to do things. And G-Webs doesn't want uh, 9mm telling him what to do. So I then got, we got Patriot telling us to go out there and procreate. Good God, man. Children are expensive these that. days. Man, I know you've got the enjoyment of grandkids, Patriot, and maybe you don't have the expense of actual children anymore, but I don't know if you've checked it lately, but it's expensive to bring kids into this world, man. Uh, 
No. Uh, but hey, Blitz makes a, a good point. Yeah. A serious yeah. question out there, too. Do you gauge your accomplishment by counting the number of people who do not show up? Or do you value those who do? We don't need to win everyone over to our side to get things done. No, that's true. Um, I I only speak for myself and the organizations in, in which I've worked. And uh, in, anybody out there that's watching this channel, it, when I talk about NFOA stuff, I'm talking as me, not as an NFOA board member. Um, not, not anything to do with the organization, just as me, myself, and I. Uh, so when I have complaints, they're mine. And sometimes I share them with the board and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'm just whining. I get it. Okay. So I gauge, I think my lack of success sometimes by the fact that, that I have never catalyzed people in my state or my area to get off their butts and, and have a show of force, whether that's a show of force on the phones to the, the Capitol switchboard, whether that's a show of force of actually coming to Lincoln and and being present in the hallways or in the gallery of the the senate chamber uh you know whatever that is um you know and, and again i don't always want to sound like like a negative nancy here dc project is amazing and i love what those ladies do and we've had several of them uh over the years as, as guests here on the show and i'm i'm good friends with several of, of the representatives um but go down the street, go downtown, wherever, whatever town you live in, and ask 10 people if they've heard of the DC Project and tell me if one out of those 10 has heard of the DC Project. You know, I mean, they're doing great things yeah. for what they're doing. And every now and then, if somebody turns on C-SPAN, they'll see, um, you know, they'll see Diana or somebody on TV in, in Teal testifying at a, you know, committee hearing or something. But that's it. I mean, people, yeah, they're doing great things. But they still don't have a super loud voice. It's only the people in our circles that know who they are. Um, so it's it, you know it's one of those things where um, again, if I could just get people off their butts to start paying attention and to know that there's people out here doing this stuff, I think that we could have some sweeping changes across the country. But that would mean they'd have to do something. They'd have to get off the couch, or or they'd have to create some waves some ripples in their pond and a lot of people don't want to create ripples and and it's hard to do and and other times people think that uh you know they make it harder than it really is you know well i don't know how to go out and create change um just go make a phone call send an email you can do it from the couch i mean you don't have to go be at a rally you don't have to go you don't have to go to the capitol you don't have to go meet with your congressperson uh it's cool if you want to and, and we need the people that do but we need more people just to call the Congress people and say, Hey, I, I live here. I, you know, I, I'm a voter in your district or in your state, whatever is the case. And you represent me. I expect you to represent me. Here's how I would like you to represent me. Uh, and that's all it takes. And if, if they had enough people saying that the, the good ones will listen and the bad ones vote them out if they don't want to listen to you. But again, we have to, we have to have the hard conversations at the coffee shop. We have to not just complain about things and let it go and say, well, somebody ought to fix this. The only person that can fix it is the person that you see when you look in the mirror. Uh, I, I can only, you know, I, I can complain all I want about people, but I still am only responsible for my actions, right? And so I've got to make sure that I'm doing it right. That's hard to do, and a lot of people don't want to do it. I get it. Okay, we've gone a long ways away from rights. But I think we've had a great conversation about what we've been talking about. However, let's go back a little bit until um, 
let's let's go back and, and talk more about about the rights and you know we've talked a little bit about, about what would happen if we if we didn't fight for our rights um we have i guess we've been talking about ways that ways that we can fight or or you know the fight a little bit um but again um before we before we switch gears here we were talking earlier about you know reasons why it is important to us to to fight for our rights do any of you three do you have anything else you want to say just personally um about you know reasons why you fight or, or why it's important to you before we we move on a little bit here i want to just make a, a blitz's comment you know not want to take the responsibility and the possible consequences of said responsibility it's like how far do you want to take you putting yourself out there and what could be the possible consequences of it you know you think about what yeah. you do for work if you're out there on the front lines you're popping up in the newspaper you're at the rallies you're speaking but you've got an employer that doesn't like that or your fellow employees feel threatened by it in that environment are they going to boot you out you know i mean i think that scares a lot of people is how far do i want to get myself out there with the possibility of consequences and i think that scares a lot of people from wanting to go out there they're worried about the fbi because they bought a gas and flag or you know i mean it's just i, I don't know I think people get kind of paranoid and just they they don't want to really get themselves out there too much <clears throat> well we see what happens though i mean all of a sudden anybody who who has a gadsden flag or a betsy ross flag or talks about the revolution or has a punisher symbol not because they're they you know have anything to do with with uh um chris kyle or come and take it or anything like that um just because they're they're a marvel comic book fan you know the punisher skull has been around way longer uh than i think a lot of people realize that that character was was around way 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 back um and so yeah now people have again that's a symbol that that sometimes people use it um at rallies and things like that to, to represent you know again that that we're gun owners and leave us alone and whatnot but at, at the same time and now all of a sudden we've we've got a list of all these things that uh, might label us as right wing extremists, you know, just because I've been a comic book guy and I, I thought the Punisher was cool before before the Punisher was cool, right? Or the 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 logo was because uh, I've got a friend who's got it tattooed on him, and and has had the the sticker in the back window of his pickup as long as I've known him way longer than. Um, people were using it as again you know the in the the pro gun community uh as such just because he liked the character so much so so now all of a sudden the fact that he's got that tattoo means that he's a right-wing extremist uh and he's not i can tell you that much um i mean he's not a, he's not a left wing either but he's just he's not an extremist of in any sense unless you know he, he's he likes some pretty extreme music um but but at the same time i mean you know so so we we say all that but at the same time um you know it, now all of a sudden all these people are getting targeted and look what happens you know look what happens if you uh if you just went along with with the flow of traffic and the crowd and and you walked into the capitol building on on january 6th and you didn't do anything, you didn't touch anything, you just took some pictures and then you left, but your face got put on the cameras, and now you're getting investigated or possibly um, possibly incarcerated, you know, people put in solitary confinement simply for going into Nancy Pelosi's office and smoking a joint and or a cigarette or whatever it was. Um, so, 
why why they're making examples of these people plain and simple anybody that says otherwise is is flat out wrong um they're trying to discourage people from standing up for themselves for their rights for their country they're trying to discourage people from making waves from rocking the boat right and so what do we want to do we we want to make examples of some of these people so everybody else sees how much it's going to hurt if you don't just put your head down and go along with us. So why is it that people are afraid to put that Gadsden flag out now? Why is it that people are afraid to uh, put some of the stuff up on social media that the, that they used to, you know, why are people pulling stuff down off of social media and, and not the stuff that Facebook or, or Twitter are, you know, the ones that are getting banned, but the people that are doing it voluntarily because they, they don't want that out there anymore. You know, why is it that people all of a sudden are, are getting to be afraid of exercising their First Amendment rights to, to you know, say whatever they want to say and speak out against their government? You know, is I, I think what, what they're doing is wrong, but it's working. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to speak for me. The reason I don't post very much on social media, specifically Facebook is, I use Facebook for my work. I cannot afford to catch a ban. Yeah. And so... Uh, <laughs> Same. I mean, I have. You uh, guys know that. Um, yeah, I, I caught a ban right before um, right before the, uh, the hearing on constitutional carry here in Nebraska earlier this year, and, and I couldn't put any posts up um when that was going on on the nfoa page so mm -hmm. luckily trish was able to do that because nfoa's page wasn't wasn't taken out of commission just me so i had her take me off as an admin for a while um until it was cleared up and and she covered me for it but yeah i mean it sucks when uh again all i all i did was say something i shouldn't have and, and i understand where they're coming from if they would have asked me, they'd probably understand where I was coming from too. And, and, you know, understood, but I get it, whatever that's in the past, but I'm with you, Paul. Um, we have to try to keep our noses clean when all of a sudden we, we do represent, you know, more people than just ourselves mm -hmm. or, or organizations that are bigger than just ourselves. And yeah, if, if Sandhills media got, you know, taken down or whatever, it, it sucked for me. And I'd like to hope it would suck for a couple of you out there. But in the great scheme of things, you know, that that's not that big of a deal. I mean, I, I could come back later on under, under a different name or whatnot and, and try it again. But if, you know, if, if NFOA got taken off of Facebook or if SAF got taken off of Facebook or Arms Room Radio uh, page gets taken down or the rundown or anything like that, okay, now all of a sudden um, – now there are a lot of ears that aren't going to hear the words that, that they need to hear or a well, lot of eyes that aren't going to read the words. Arms, uh, uh, the rundown did get taken off of YouTube, I believe, didn't it? Yeah. They don't like a lot of stuff I say on there. So we, uh, we have to, we have to dance around those, um, those clowns, but you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of us have to deal with the businesses and have to have to put up with their nonsense. I think a lot of the individuals, maybe even not social media, because remember social media, you've got to worry about, your kid's school looking at your stuff and, you know, potential employers that's there forever. I think a lot of people don't put the flags up or don't put the stickers on their trucks and because they just don't want to deal with people's crap. You know, I just, you know, got my personal beliefs. I don't care what you care. And 
I'm not going to put it up because I don't I don't want you delaying me and my family going to the Applebee's tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. you know it's it's funny. There's so many um, so many shows out there that have gone behind a paywall, and they're not available on YouTube anymore. Um, you have to go to their specific website and subscribe. Um, even some of the shows that I watch that are on YouTube, um, I love the news and why it matters. It's it's one of the places where I get my news, and it, it's on the Blaze, but they've got their own. They've got their own YouTube channel as well now with uh, Sarah Gonzalez. But there's when they start talking about um, the coronavirus or things like that or the election, you know, certain topics that they know that YouTube's going to hit them for. They'll cut that out because it's not live. It's it's produced and then and then uh, premiered, but it's not shown live. Um, they'll cut that out and put it behind a paywall and say, you know, if, if you subscribe to Blaze or whatever, then you can see the whole show. But if you just want the free stuff on YouTube, we can't talk about this stuff on YouTube. And, and so you don't get to hear what they say. And, and they have some specials and stuff that, you know, Glenn Beck does that, yeah, they're behind a paywall. Is it because Glenn Beck needs more money? No, it's because they can't run the risk of getting completely kicked off of these social media sites. Because, again, we use these. We, we have to dance the dance a little bit. And it sucks. None of us want to dance the dance. We don't want to. But we, we do have to because I don't have enough of you out there that are willing to pay a subscription to watch this show. Uh, if I do, let me know who you are and we'll make arrangements and I'll say whatever I want to say. But, but I don't think I do. I don't think they're out there right now. Um, Spartan 6. Direct, direct to Spartan 6. There you go. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. By the uh, way, he's I mean, got he's got a quarter million dollar check coming to me. I'm going to kick Mike off my show. Spartan Six is going to take his place as soon as that check clears. Nice. <laughs> um, but but I mean, yeah, that that's just it. Is you know why do we why do we do this kind of stuff? Well, I do it here because you all know where to find me here, whether it's YouTube or Facebook. Um, I've got uh, let's see, right now it looks like 14 people watching. One Facebook, three YouTube, or 13 YouTube, one on Facebook. So, you know, yeah, all 14 of you know where to find me right now. Um, if if you had to pay a fee to, to listen to this show, I I don't think a lot of you would. Um, and, and if anybody wants to pay me to do this, and, and uh, I'm sure willing to take it, but... You know, I get it. I mean, that I do this. I do this on these free sites so that you don't have to pay to, to watch or to listen. Um, if you're if you're catching this on the podcast version on whatever podcast platform you're you're using right now, and, and if it's Spotify, you can still watch the video if you want to. It's just not live. But uh, again, I don't pay extra to put those up there. That's free for me. It's free for you, right? Um, but uh, but that's why we have sponsors so that. You don't have to, you know, I don't have to be behind a paywall, but yeah, there are things that I can't say. There are things that I can't do. Um, I'm looking within, within reach. I've got two firearms that I can't touch on a live YouTube video right now, because if I did, YouTube would not only kill this feed, but uh, I may or may not have a channel tomorrow. Uh, so I just can't, I can't bring them into camera. The one that's behind uh, Mike's head there, the, and there's usually one behind Travis too. Um, they're cool. They can be there. You just can't touch them. YouTube has these rules because some idiot decided to live stream himself shooting up a, what was it, the synagogue or the mosque? Um, ever since then, uh, it was the, the guy in Christchurch, New Zealand, wasn't it? Uh, since that happened, YouTube has said you can't touch firearms in live videos. 
uh, or they will they will pull them. They'll kill them. You can touch. And them that's in- no joke. It, it it's less than thirty seconds. Yeah, it, I mean Travis does a lot of cool stuff. That's produced videos. None of it's live. Anything Travis does live, he he doesn't touch a gun. You know, same as as this show. Why is that? Why why do we complain about that? Because again, um, it sucks. We can't just I can't show off something cool on my live show that I just bought or just picked up or whatever. Um, and and I I've got uh, limited time in my week to squeeze stuff in. That's why you don't see many other videos from me anymore besides these. Just because I, I flat out, uh, when I get a few free minutes, that's uh, I, I'm lazy and I don't want to go make a video. I got I want to sit for a little bit. Um, you know, I've got a full-time job and I've got my DJ business and I've got this business. And and then I hang out with you guys on Thursday nights and, and uh, I, I love all the stuff I'm doing. I've just, I don't have room for much else, that's all. Uh, NFOA stuff, we know when the legislative session starts back up, I'm, I'm a lot busier with NFOA stuff too. Um, it's fun. It's awesome. I'm going to put the plug in now. I'm going to be running again for uh, board of directors for NFOA this fall. So if you're a Nebraskan and you have voting privileges, please remember me um, when it comes time to vote for board members. But that'll be coming up here in a, another month or two. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, uh, you know, there's so many people out there that are just afraid to afraid to stand up and be counted. Right, because it's it's the nail that sticks up that gets hammered down, and and some of us are are willing to take on that that uh, hammering, and and some people aren't. Some people can't take it. I get it. Um, some people. Are you saying some of us like getting hammered? No. <laughs> I looking yeah, at I the bottles behind Mike. I, and I know. I know. Like, I know a guy. I'm not. I'm not naming names. <laughs> I'm not, it's all props. Yeah. Not naming names here, pointing at anybody, but um, it's, all, it's, all, it's all props. It's just that's right. That's, that's why they're all. That's why they're all. Uh, there's, there's, they're all partial bottles. Green screen. It's all green screen. Nothing's been sampled. See now that he can touch on camera. Green screen. Green screen. It's all right. Right. <laughs> I'll give you a buck if you take a big old swig of it. <laughs> Won't ease him with a good time. <laughs> It's the, the Maglite flask. Is that what that is? Maglite? Is that... I'll, I'll drink to that. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Cheers. So we've kind of <laughs> gone off topic a little bit off the rails, as we Water. are want to do on, on most nights here, most Thursdays. Um, is there anything that, that I'm leaving out as far as um, where, the, where the country could go if we don't fight for our rights? I mean, have, is there anything, any stone left unturned yet that that we need to get back to. Otherwise we can kind of start wrapping things up and just kind of have an early night if we need to. Well, if I could, I want to, I've, I've brought this up many times on my show, but let's say that the, the gun, let's say Beto O'Rourke has his best dream come true and all guns are outlawed. Well, there's still a lot of guns out there. Let's say his absolute best dream comes true and all guns disappear and they've been uninvented, something that cannot happen. Somebody's going to invent them. Let's say that knowledge gets wiped out. What's going to happen is that the 18 to 20 year olds that can handle a big damn baseball bat will rule the streets. And the 18 to 20 year old 
is going to take down your door. And oh my goodness, that 16-year-old young girl, that looks really nice. She used to be your daughter. Now she's my property. Right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you don't need you don't need guns to project force. We've seen that time and time again. And, and force was projected way longer than in history than when when gunpowder was invented but you know i i just thought about you know the the movie uh what is that uh you know warriors come out and play mm -hmm. you know they didn't need guns the the knife attack in london two three years ago mm -hmm. remember the knife on the bridge and then through the bar uh and they fought the guy off with a damn narwhal tusk they took <laughs> yeah. off the wall Okay. And the chef that grabbed a, it off the wall of the hotel. That yeah. was, that it was, was a knife versus a narwhal tusk. I mean, the best part of the whole story was that, uh, and, and now I'm curious though, has anybody actually put a measure forth to, to ban uh, narwhals? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. That's probably considered a dangerous weapon under UK law. I'm sure probably. It's, they probably passed it and banned you, you it right after. You can't have a narwhal that. or a swordfish on That's considered a, a, that would not be a, uh, what do they call it, a, a measurable amount of force. That'd be a, you know, force multiplier, which would be illegal. So it wouldn't be giving a comparable amount of defense. It would be an advantage. So therefore, you'd be guilty. Yeah. So they'd yeah. probably feed you to a whale or something. I don't know. You or know. just last December yeah. in Waukesha, Wisconsin, you know, with the yeah. Ford Explorer or whatever it was. I mean, Ford yeah, Edge, I, mean, I believe it was. Yeah. People don't need uh, people don't need a firearm to to do a lot of damage in a small amount of time. We we all know that. Um, and the thing is, again, you know, those of you out there that think that we're we're evil bigots that only you know we value our rights and our guns more than you value your your children's lives first of all that is categorically untrue and and i'll speak for everybody on this panel uh yeah that none of us here believe that your child's life is not worth everything trust me we we probably value your child's life as much as you do um or darn close to it as much as we can without it being our own child now what happens is you you and we don't agree on the correct proper method to keep that child safe that's all we want your child to be safe we want you to take responsibility for keeping your child safe and we think that the best tool for that is the the equal or greater force than what somebody who would make your child unsafe is going to employ they don't care about laws they're going to have guns if they're going to have guns then we damn well better have them too simple as that yeah. and if the, if if the government's going to get tyrannical and try and push us around then we better have ours too and don't tell me that we don't have f-16s or nukes and that's what it's going to take because look at what the goat herders in bathrobes and and chonklas over in afghanistan herding goats carrying ak-47s Look what they've done to the two greatest militaries of the 20th and 21st centuries. Look what the people of Ukraine have done to Russia just yeah. this year. And I tell you what, shameless plug for NFOA. If you want to hear some of the stuff, some of the stats, uh, one of our state senators, Senator Brewer, who, who he's our, our constitutional carry champion senator. Um, he put the bill in this last time. He's going to put the bill in this time. Just the, the most recent online town hall on uh, Nebraska Firearms uh, Owners Association YouTube and, and Facebook pages. Uh, Brewer was over there, made a personal trip over there, uh, saw a lot of stuff, uh, stayed in the home with some family. Uh, they have no electricity. 
if fighting's not over by the time it gets cold, they're going to be pushed out of their home because they can't stay there without heat. Um, and, and met some really cool people over there. Um, but uh, the the thing is, he he went to where the fighting is. He's he's a combat veteran, two Purple Hearts. He's he's been in the crap. He knows what he's what he's doing over there. And he he came and talked to us um, on our last online town hall, and and he was talking about the the casualty counts um, as close as he can get to actual numbers, not things from the news, not things that are inflated to make one side look better than the other, but the actual numbers as close as as he can get with with his intel sources that you know the stuff that he can share. Um, he uh, I, I tell you what, it's just crazy what those untrained people or the the small army um, of people in Ukraine have done to hold their hold their ground but again uh, it's a lot different when you're fighting for your home than it is when you're fighting in somebody else's backyard halfway around the world right Mike I mean you've you've been to the the places halfway around the world it's, yeah it's a whole different ball of wax when when you're hunkered down in your house or your basement, holding your your ground yeah you, you know a, a lot of it is uh not to burst bubbles or anything a lot of it's the rules of engagement as well um oh, sure listen uh, you know i i i wasn't there but i i saw uh you know video footage and talked to first-hand accounts of what um uh you know guys with bows and arrows did to helicopters in vietnam you know um you know they they, they defeated the world's uh, uh strongest army but you know then again our, our roe has been different in Vietnam, yeah. Afghanistan, Iraq, than it was in World War II. In World War World War II, we started at one line and bombed everybody and killed everyone. It was total war. It was the only way. It was the it was the, the 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 method of warfare our country decided to do, and uh, we killed millions of civilians, probably between uh, uh, excuse me, hundreds of thousands of civilians in in Japan and in and in, in Germany. But that's how we won. We, we did we justified that by saving millions of American lives rather than. Right. Uh, than doing that so it's it's a it's a it's a matter of how you do it but um yeah let's i'll tell you firsthand account in afghanistan it's uh um the 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 the, the enemy were some of the the most skilled and cunning fighters around as opposed to the afghan army which were the laziest bunch of turds i've ever seen in my life hmm. but still i mean yeah it's the fact is that that if if we let ourselves get disarmed we don't have a chance exactly and right yeah. If we keep ourselves yeah. armed, then we too have a chance. We can make sure that, uh, that again, this stays a place that nobody in their right mind wants to invade. Whether, whether the, the Japanese general really said it or not, I know that remains a, a subject of, of you know, every, debate. every military source that I've ever studied and seen is true. That's only recently with this revisionist history crap that you see that stuff kind of disappearing. I'd okay. say 100% that it was said. That it was said. So, so either way, uh, yeah, you, you don't want to invade the American mainland because there there really would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Yeah, and and it's it's the truth. It's it's why we are, uh, why we are uh, the country that everybody's afraid of for now. I mean, we do have an administration that's making us uh, the butt of many jokes around the globe. I'm aware uh, they're also the butt of many jokes here within our own country. We still have the right to make jokes at the expense of of our boobin i mean our president uh boobin chief of the of the military and stuff i mean he just you can't do that in any other country without uh, fear of being uh, incarcerated or worse kids um it, it, you just can't so many rights that people take for granted i think here um you can complain all you want about 
about uh, Biden or Trump or whoever, and 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 that's it. You get you get that right. As an American, you have that right. Um, this is the best country on the planet, bar none, hands down. If it wasn't, people would not be uh, illegally entering our country left and right every chance they got, every place they can. Okay, I don't see a mass exodus into Saudi Arabia right now. I don't see a mass exodus into Venezuela with their great socialist government right now. Um, you know, it's just, it's not happening. That's not a big deal right now. Uh, there's not a ton of people. I don't see a ton of Americans uh, fleeing the U.S. and seeking refuge in China because it's such a, you know, I mean, I know Nancy says that they're the freest country right now and, and they're, they're a great, you know, place of freedom. Uh, but I honestly don't see any Americans believing that and, and saying, yeah, I'd much rather give up what I have to, to go, uh, you know, become part of, of the, the Chinese population instead. It just right. doesn't happen. So I see busloads of illegals leaving Texas and going to New York and Washington, D.C. I think that's a great thing. Funny, isn't it? How uh, Mayor Adams doesn't like that. So, yeah. Sorry about time. your luck. <laughs> yes. It, it's, uh, you know, it's fine. Um, it, what's funny is, yeah, it, that uh, if I'm not mistaken, New York's a sanctuary city. They're there uh, and they tout themselves as some of the greatest social resources out there. Yeah. So it's a. Good on yeah, the governor. I mean, it's, Put, load them buses up and send it's them It's a there, place yeah. where uh, illegal immigrants should thrive. They're wanted. They're they're invited until they're not. Until until they actually get sent there, and then all of a sudden, well, we didn't mean that you guys should actually come here. We just uh, want it to look good on the news. Right. So, exactly. Um. So yeah, I mean that's 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 what it comes down to, kids. I mean, let's kind of sum this up here. Um. Hold on to your rights, because if, if you don't hold on to them, if you're not willing to fight for them, somebody is willing to take them away. If you're willing to give them up, then you have no recourse when all of a sudden somebody does something to you that you don't like. So so that's what it comes down to is, uh, you know, if if you uh, how do I how do I say this the right way? If uh, if you are incapable of great violence you cannot be peaceful you are harmless don't be harmless be peaceful be nice until it's time not to be nice all right so we've mixed a lot of metaphors and movie quotes in there for you um anybody uh gold star i need a bigger boat all out and, and attribute them to the right uh, sources um but anyway we're gonna wrap this up give everybody a chance to uh to say any closing thoughts. And of course you guys get time for your shameless plugs. So uh, Paul, I know you're the one that has to run earliest. So we'll let you start off here with any closing thoughts, shameless plugs, where can people find you all that good stuff? Uh, shameless plug what I, and this is different from what I normally do for my shameless plug. I would like to plug gun rights policy conference. It. It's coming up the end of September, uh, September 30th, October one and two in Dallas, if you can get there, get there. It is an amazing experience. Anybody, anybody who's anybody is usually at Gun Rights Policy Conference. They're usually speaking at Gun Rights Policy Conference. Mike does almost every year. I have been asked to speak there. But people like Alan Gura, who argued the, uh, the Heller case in front of the Supreme Court, he speaks there quite often. 
I actually, the very first time I went to gun rights policy conference, I got to meet and speak with him. Cool. Uh, very, very big into Dr. John Lott's there almost every year and speaks. And you'll, you'll get the opportunity if you go to speak with these kind of people. Um, if you can get there, please do get there. If you cannot, it will be broadcast. I'm the guy that gets to do that. <laughs> but uh, please go to saf.org slash grpc. If you can get there the end of September, beginning of October, do that. It will, it will, it's, it's, it's a life-changing conference. It's, it's awesome. You'll, if you get there, you're going to want to keep going back. Very cool. Uh, G web has just put a comment up. I'm going to copy and paste that over onto the Facebook sides as well. I pinned it in the YouTube side. So let me get this pasted here real quick. So it's on Facebook sides too. All right, cool. Um, but yes, there's all the info right there on the screen if you're watching. Um, if you're catching this on the replay and you are over there on uh, uh, one of the sites that you can't see us on screen, you're just listening on audio only, find us on YouTube or Facebook or um, Spotify, and you can see this stuff on the screen too. But yes, uh, saf.org slash grpc for the info. Uh, September 30th through October 2nd, like Paul just said, in Dallas. <laughs> Uh, and I know I, I've, I've whined before. I can't make it this year. We're going to do everything that we can to be there next year, Paul. And, and if you still, if that offer still stands on helping you out, I am down. Yes. Totally, totally down. As long as I can make it, I'm going to, I'm going to accept the offer. Now, if I haven't already told you then, then yes, I accept that offer to help out with the broadcast side or the sound side or whatever you need. Um, you want an MC, I'll, I'll introduce people. I don't care. I'm, I'm down with it. Um, but uh, do I have to wear a tie if I do that? I don't want to wear a tie. I'll wear a tie no. if I have to. You do have to wear a shirt, though. <laughs> okay, I'm out. On, on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday. Not on Sunday. On Saturday you do, yeah. On sa okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Um, they trust me. Nobody wants to see this without a shirt on. Uh, I, think we're, I think we're pretty safe here. Um, so, so, yeah, I would love to get there next year. And, and this year we just, uh, we've got a prior engagement. One of those other, other, other jobs that I have, other businesses. Um, people are expecting us to be there to, to do sound for their wedding, uh, their wedding dance. So can't let them down. I keep uh, telling you, man, they can get married anytime. Just have them move the dates. I can't. I can't. And, and I can't, I can't figure out how to get them to break off the engagement. So just leave them a mixtape with the chicken dance. They'll be fine. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, just have the bride call me. That's all. I'll take care of it. <laughs> totally different tact, but she doesn't know, know what she's getting into. Anyway, oh my until, goodness! You know. uh, this went way south, way quick. Let's. Uh, okay, enough of that. We'll get um, you there, John. We'll get you there. I'll take one for the team. I'll take one for the team this time. Right? As a sponsor, so people. John, you know. can be my wingman any day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, real quick, where can people find you on the other stuff that you want to do on, on your podcast and whatnot? Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Central Time. You can catch me at Polite Society Podcast on either YouTube or Facebook when I do The Bullet. Saturday at noon Central Time is the weekend edition of The Bullet, where it's a week in review. Monday through Friday is the news of the day. Saturday is the week in review. We take a full hour on Saturday. It's a lot more relaxed. We cut up a little bit more on Saturdays. Uh, Monday through Friday is just, you know, 
we got to get through the news of the day. And sometimes we have fun. Sometimes we don't. It's a much busier show. Uh, on Sunday, I am the video producer for Eye on the Target Radio. That is 4 p.m. Central Time, same place, uh, Polite Society Podcast, YouTube, and Facebook channels. And then, uh, like I said, uh, for look for the SAF Facebook and YouTube channels for GRPC. Very cool. All right. Uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Paul, and hanging out. And uh, um, and thanks for representing NFOA, even though you're not in Nebraska with the hat there. Really cool. I've got uh, I've got one like that, too. We don't we don't have a store. Uh, NFOA can't sell stuff for profit, so we don't have a place that you can just go order one of those. But anybody that needs one, uh, we'll try to we'll try to find one and, and hook you up. I've got I think I could put my hands on maybe one one hat. Um, so if anybody really needs one, and and you can send us an email and and uh, convince me that you're the one that should get it, then I could maybe help you out there. Um, maybe we should maybe we should have a giveaway or something. We'll we'll figure something out. Uh, all right, Paul, thanks for joining us tonight. Travis, we'll move over to you and uh, shameless plugs, closing thoughts, yeah. all that normal stuff. Just uh, closing bill. thoughts. You know, again, if you want your children and their children to have a right to defend themselves, then you need to make sure that you be adamant that uh, we maintain that right. So don't give up. Um, otherwise, shameless plugs, just Google search Travis P11 and you can find all my social media connections and uh, check out my channel. Got a little podcast that we do. Um, we'll be doing that. Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. I'll keep doing the Saturday show. I'm going to cut back on the Thursday shows for a while with with school starting back up and stuff. I'm just, I, I need to, I need the evenings. But uh, yeah, we got a show lined up for Saturday morning at 8 a.m. It should be a fun one. So hopefully see everybody there. Central Time, of course, the greatest time zone in the world. So the only time that really matters. Central time zone, Central. So it's the middle. <laughs> That's why you have to specify which time zone it is, right? Yeah, I, right. well, because we keep getting overshadowed by coast and you know Pacific oh, and all those you mean people. The, the and then big you one that matters. Okay. Colorado people next door, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. All right, Travis. Thank you for being here, uh, Mike. No problem, uh, you know the drill too. So, uh, closing thoughts and where can people find the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, let's see the rundown.us. I believe that's how you get to watch the rundown. It's a uh, weekly 5 p.m. Uh, with my host Craig Deleuze. Uh, and uh, let's see uh, what else we do here. Uh, oh, the Arms Room Radio. Arms Room Radio, eight years strong. Uh, Saturdays, uh, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Go to the radio or go to armsroomradio.com. You can see where we are. Like 50, 50 stations around the country, I think, at last count. Or just listen to us live on the old interwebs. Cool. Awesome stuff. All right. Fellas, thank you very much for uh, for joining me tonight and hanging out. Uh, those of you out there in the chat, thank you very much for uh, the comments and the questions. Um, Patriot, I did see your comment out there. I totally resemble that comment about your email. Uh, I just ran across that again earlier this afternoon and thought, oh crap, I uh, I need to go back through and, and actually get back to you. And and uh, Lord willing, before the end of the year, I'll have that done. So uh, uh, yeah, um, if you if you really want results, um, get a hold get a hold of Sandhill Sweetheart, and she'll make sure that uh, that I stay on track. Otherwise, your email. I, I hate to admit this, but it, it may get lost in the shuffle, um, and uh, and then it might take me a while to get back to you. So, uh, all right. Uh, on behalf of Sandhill Sweetheart out there in the chat, she's not here in the room, but she is out there uh, talking to everybody on the uh, on the chat side. On behalf of uh, of Mike and Travis and Paul, and of course our sponsor um, out there 
tonight to, to bring us on multiple platforms, Sandhills Defense LLC. Check us out, sandhillsdefense.com. We've, uh, we've got uh, this weekend, actually, concealed carry class here in, in Norfolk, Nebraska, uh, Saturday this weekend. And I've got another one scheduled October 8th. Uh, that's a Saturday. The shooting qualification live fire happens on Sunday this weekend and October 9th. Uh, so uh, if you're in Northeast Nebraska, you want to get your CHP. It's not too late. We've got some seats open on both classes yet. So get over there to Sandhills Defense. Click on the button for classes we offer. You'll find concealed handgun permit. You go there, you'll find the right days. Sign up for the one you want. It's uh it's that simple. That's all there is to it. Uh, if you have questions, call us or text us 402-851-0726. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We love you. God bless you. Fight for your right to party. Fight for your right to keep and bear arms. Fight for your right to stay free. That's what it comes down to. Uh, the only reason why everybody fights to get into this country is because they have freedoms to do things that they can't do where they came from. If you lose those, we're just like the places that they're leaving, and you'll wish you didn't live here too. So uh, so keep that in mind. Go vote. Go do something. If you don't know what to do, ask one of us. Reach out. We'll help you get started. It's really as simple as sending an email or, or making a phone call. That is huge. If I, could get, if I could get enough of you to do it, then huge things will happen. So be, be one of the little drops in that huge tidal wave. That's all I'm asking you to do. Be one little drop in the tidal wave uh that's it guys have a great night check out grpc check out arms room radio check out travis p11 and caliber corner check out polite society podcast all the shows that are over on that page of the bullet um eye on the target radio all that great stuff and of course we'll see you next week thursday night eight o'clock central time we're going to talk about new jersey and the rest of the the country as well but we're going to have Teresa einacker and tony simon with us next week so don't miss it we'll see you there it's time, though. You got to get out of here. Get off my lawn.